Don't you wish your keeper was Phil Wilson? Don't you wish your keeper was Phil Wilson? Don't ya? Don't ya? Hello and welcome to Forward the Hamlet. We're very excited this week to bring you a special episode with one of Dulwich's longest serving players. If you hadn't already guessed by the intro music... We're delighted to announce that we have spoken to goalkeeper Phil Wilson. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I never know how long can, you can get away with that for no. after the year, but <laughs> seeing as your Christmas structure is still up, I think we can get away yeah, with okay. it. Right, <laughs> where do we begin? Where, are you, where did you grow up? Where were you born? I was born in Oxford and grew up in Abingdon, a town not far from Oxford, yeah. and was there to, well, in Abingdon until I moved to London. And and obviously Oxford, kind of where I started football and yeah. you know, kind of grew up as well in in that area. So did you? When did you move to London? What for university? Did you mean? So um, I moved to London. No, I just got bored of where I was. Oh, really? and I played football in Stevenage for a year. Yeah. So I'd spent a bit of time in London, and and had signed for Maidenhead. So it was kind of didn't really make a difference Oxford yeah. or London yeah. to where I was lived there. The commute was the same, and I just thought at the time I just trained to be a fitness instructor and there's oh, right. a bit more opportunity in London than, um, than back in Abingdon yeah. Oxford. So, so yeah that was the reason really oh, right. and the good memories of playing at Oxford yeah they were brief brief in the, the first team but certainly that period I was there from kind of on and off from the age of 11 until being offered my scholarship and then obviously did three years there as a scholar um, and got a couple of league games for them um, in a horrible year I think they were relegated by Easter. Um, I managed to play the last two. (laughs) And then, yeah, had one more year after that, but spent a lot of it injured. What Uh, seasons are we talking about? Do you remember what year? I signed my scholarship in 99. um, I think it was a 2001 season. Was that when they started dropping from Division 1? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, they dropped into Division 2, or the old second division, um, in my first year my scholarship so that was a struggle anyway Yeah. Um, and they went through my time I think we had eight managers in the three years uh, while I was there and you'd kind of for every player it was very much like one manager kind of liked you and would be trying to nurture young players the next one is trying to keep the team in the league so it's about getting older players in Um, so there there wasn't any consistency and it kind of left the squad with about 30 players on two or three year contracts and then yeah. kind of then not being wanted in the squad by the next manager. So it was a, it was a funny time and then it was we were also in the manor ground for the first two years and then moved yeah, to the Sam um, yeah. in the last season there. So so there were some happy memories in terms of uh, the players I was playing with and the youth team I was in. Yeah. Um, but actual times for the club it was quite a difficult time to be there and you when they say you never really knew what anyone was thinking. Yeah. In terms of whether you were going to be taken on or not, yeah, it must have it must have been a tough place to make your league debut. Mm. But was it, am I right? You did you save a league, save a penalty on your league debut? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk <laughs> us through uh, that. Okay, it was Richard Knight was a goalkeeper, and he was only a couple of years older than me. Actually, we got him from Derby, um, and he was quite a good lad to train with. And we got on quite well, um, and he'd been sent off. I think it was 4-2 at the time, the score. 
But um, losing or winning? Losing 4-2. Yeah, we lost a lot that season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, losing 4-2. And uh, yeah, so I had to come on. First thing was a, was a penalty. And I, I remember struggling to breathe a little bit, kind of coming out. And then the, quite a lot of abuse from the big... It was the big terrace behind one end of Bristol right. Rovers. Um, the crowd there, was it? It was... Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I imagine it would have been about 7,000. Yeah. Um, but you could almost actually picking out, it doesn't, I mean, now you block it out anyway, but yeah. picking out individual things as you stood there, kind of thinking like this first time in league football. That's a derby as well, now. isn't it? Bristol Rovers. Not too stars. much. The, the actual game, the game was funny because Bristol winning meant Swindon were going to get relegated or closer to being oh, relegated. Right. And that's Oxford yeah. big rivals. So, yeah. You've not seen fans that happy with a 6-2 defeat before. <laughs> 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 but then Swindon were gone. So, um, so, yeah, they didn't mind too much. And, yeah, and then got lucky, guess the penalty the right way and, and saved it. Nice. Um, I gave one away as well. <laughs> <Did> you <say laughs> saved it. No, I didn't save that one. I get but at the end of the game. Um, gave one away. And I kind of feel like that's that's been my career all over in, in the first 13 minutes of, of doing some good things and then pure stupidness as well. So. <laughs> well at least it's never boring yeah, no it's definitely not that um, yeah so where, where did you go to after Oxford I went to Stevenage Borough I'd, I'd actually once I knew I wasn't being kept on at Oxford United I'd, I'd joined Oxford City my old youth team manager and I think he's assistant manager now there Mickey Lewis um, had left the club at that time uh, having been manager for a while as well and um, he he was coaching down at Oxford City, so he took the three of us, who were the, the kind of the third year scholars at the time, down to Oxford City to get some senior football. And obviously, it's a good place for for scouts to come and watch. And uh, Gary Phillips uh, was the man who who kind of came to watch me. He was the assistant manager at Stevenage, um, and and obviously a goalkeeper himself. Came to see me play a couple of times, and then and then went down there to train for a bit. And they offered me a two year contract down there. Um, so yeah, so that was 2002-2003 season. Were they sort of on the up at the time? So when they were starting um, their rise? It, no, <laughs> they just they played. They played. They just lost in the FA Trophy. I think Wayne Turner was the manager. Um, Paul Fairclough. I think Paul Fairclough had just left. Um, so Wayne had been doing it for the back end of that 2002 season, and then 2002-2003. Uh, was when kind of we got a few new players in, and I went there. Not only, I was only kind of there to start with as as number two. I think it's funny. I look back at the time actually, even at Oxford, kind of getting frustrated with with kind of being. This it's the downside of being a young goalkeeper. I think is that your opportunities are really limited, um, and having had spent in my second year of my apprenticeship, um, kind of on the bench and I think I'd sat like 15-20 games on the bench and playing regularly in the reserves and then getting yeah. the games at the end and then obviously with that at the end of that season there was quite a few of us that were getting quite a lot of recognition in the papers and things and people talking about the young youth team because uh, we'd, we'd also won all our youth leagues in those the last two years there oh, right. and we had uh, kind of, uh, Dean Whitehead was yeah. in that team, Sam yeah. Ricketts Chris Hackett, who played at Millwall for yeah. a bit, Simon King, um, who was at Gillingham, um, and then we had some some kind of good players that have played non-league. 
a guy called Calvin McIntosh who was playing at Hampton a few years ago. Um, and then we had a really good guy called Jamie Brooks who, who actually was on the verge of signing for Arsenal but um, suffered uh, Guillain-Barron syndrome. I think it's what yeah. Marcus Babel kind of got ill with with Liverpool and it made yeah. it very difficult for him to get back into into league football. But he, had, he was 18 when he was Oxford's top scorer in the League 2 in his first season, cleaned up on all the trophies and things. Yeah. And, uh, and Arsenal were very interested and then he was uh, in a coma for three months and that was oh kind of God. his his career he, he was back at Oxford for a bit but just couldn't yeah. couldn't get the fitness to, to play I'm but surprised. yeah I mean he was the special talent of that team and took a lot of the, the kind of yeah. the, the credit and recognition from, from press and, and the club itself so yeah. so yeah but it was a good team to be in um, and, and as I say it got a lot we were a very close team and and kind of did a lot on and off the pitch together. Yeah, I've uh, just to go back a bit. I've just remembered something that we wanted to bring up, which was a couple of weeks ago on Twitter when we found that video of you playing for Maidenhead. Yeah, that all came about because someone who Hugo has talked to a bit on Twitter brought up what seems to be a photocopy of a player profile of you. <laughs> When you were 20. Right, okay. <laughs> so at this point, <laughs> when you were 20, you'd be at... I'd have been at Stevenage, Stevenage or Maidenhead, possibly. I think, I think actually I think I'm here. It's just Maidenhead. been signing for Maidenhead. It's Maidenhead, because yeah. I'm here. It's got previous club, Stevenage Borough. Yeah. So I thought we'd just go through some of the questions <laughs> and we'll, we'll just see how they are different to what they were then. Go on then. So we have, right, first question. Ambition in life... At 20, Phil Wilson said, to do my best at whatever I do. Oh. Has that changed? Um, no, I still like to do my best whatever I do. Clearly I was coming to terms with not being a footballer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he may have said be a professional footballer, but I clearly give up. <laughs> Keep up and advance, yeah. <laughs> I'd have gone. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I think I'd now like to get somewhere between assistant, head teacher or a, yeah. a vice principal or something like that. Not sure I want to run a whole school, but, but certainly to, to continue to climb the ranks as a, as a teacher. Good. That's along the same lines, at least. <laughs> Ambition in football. You said when you were 20 to get back into the football league. Yeah. It'd be good to do that with Dulwich. I don't know whether I'll Imagine play that. until we get Dulwich into the football league, but... Um, Certainly now I'm working short term, so let's just yeah. say a promotion to the Conference South for the next season. That sounds good to me. The most memorable match you've played in and why? Here you've said your league debut when you saved a penalty with your first touch against Bristol Rovers. What's yeah. your most memorable match now, 14, 15 years later? That's a, that's a, a difficult one. That, I mean, that, that the highlights from that Halifax game, that was quite a memorable game yeah. in terms of what we'd achieved as a team, I think we got to the quarterfinals of the, the trophy that season, and we we I think we finished thirteenth or fourteenth in the. Well, we just scraped yeah. into the Conference South when it it was yeah. when they were merging the Conference South out of the, yeah. the leagues, um, and we we'd got the last place on the last day. But it was the first Maidenhead team to go and beat a professional outfit in a in a competition. So wow. and, and to win up there was quite good. Yeah. Um, so that's a big ground, isn't it? Yeah. It is a very empty ground. Yeah, in, in quite derelict in places, but it, or not maybe not derelict, but it was just it was half built, wasn't it, in one main stand? So from the highlights, yeah. it just looks 
barren almost. Yeah, yeah, but it is quite a bigger. It's kind of set in so almost a bigger version of Lewis's ground where it kind of seems to be set into yeah. the ground a yeah. little bit. Um, but yeah, but it was it was a good atmosphere still. Um, I remember that. Um, I think some of the other ones were the the Dulwich. Um, Playoff final at Bognor for perhaps not happy reasons. It kind of I think that it was for the players that stayed on that season. It was a big drive mm. to get us through to the next one. And yeah. then probably although I didn't play in it, the the actual day of winning the league was a special day, a really special day, and probably one of the fondest memories I have. A couple of quick fire ones. Best ground you played at? You said Highfield Road, Coventry. Is that still the same? Oh, it's Champion Hill now, surely. Great answer. <laughs> the one we were looking for. <laughs> Worst ground that you've put, Chesson. I, I played for Ford United at that time, but Ford yeah, United's ground was a horrible ground. Really? Yeah, didn't enjoy that too much. Is that main reason or? Many, uh, it many? was just it was just it was always empty. No, one was, I, I think I just remember my first game there. I was went on loan there at the end of the season. Um, Where are they based, Ford United? They played at Redbridge's ground. Well, they, well, they were Redbridge. Sorry, it was Barkingside's ground. Oh, and, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so they played there. I think they still play there now. Um, it was a good team. I liked the yeah. team and the players. Um, and it was Craig Edwards was my manager. But it was. I remember playing my first game, and I think there was maybe fifty or sixty people there. And, <laughs> and it, yeah, it was. It was always quiet on a big hill, quite windy. Windy. Um, yeah. But then there was a few. There's a few shockers in the Rhine and South as well. Ramsgate's never a good place to go to. It's always very cold and windy down there. Um, and, and uh, as a team I think the way they set out to play yeah. um, it, you know you're going to go to Ramsgate and it's always going to be a difficult game I suppose that kind of adds to your memories of the yeah. ground as well really yeah but then again it's nice a game that stands out again go back to the last question the 1-0 the win there where Pete scored at the end and we kind of just we just weathered a storm from them the whole game and, yeah. and went and nicked one at the end so so yeah so it's always quite nice to go and win at grounds like that too but Makes it a bit more sweet, mm, Yeah. <laughs> Best goal scored. It says here you haven't scored any yet. Is that still true? <laughs> well, I, like I, the, I, like I had a lot of stick you... at school today for scoring an own goal last night. So. <laughs> we'll get on to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm j- I just like the fact you put, I haven't scored any yet. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, again, tried school last night, but I saw Gav's finger. <laughs> not, not, not doing it. <laughs> Um, just for the listeners that was Phil uh, wagging his finger (laughs) (laughs) being told a definite no biggest disappointment in football being released by Oxford United you said here it was quite disappointing could still be up there Um, I think it it was my club I supported as well so kind of grew up watching them boyhood team yeah boyhood team and then getting to the point of playing um, and I I was always I think I'm I'm not don't feel bad about it now but I always felt a little bit bitter towards it because I thought I did well I did very well when I was there and I think it wasn't wasn't so much not wanting to have me there it was just circumstances at the time that, that yeah. kind of stopped things and as I say the constant change in the managers um, the fact they didn't take anyone on at that time yeah. um, from from that year group um, was Kind of, it was. It was. I say it was a good team, and there was a few. Uh, yeah. the, the three of us left at the end of the third year, that probably in another time would have been taken on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but but yeah, I mean, 
you never know what will like. No regret. Probably still ended up here anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, on that one, obviously the nature of being at Dulwich at the moment, you mm. are get a lot of uh, teenagers, lads who have been released by mm. big clubs. And is that disappointment something you feel you can help them with? I think, yeah, of course I can. I think um, there's the Gav has a, an expectation of their attitudes. I mean, if their attitudes aren't right, then and and if they're not willing to to kind of help themselves as much as get help by Dulwich then I think they kind of they're not going to last very long anyway and, and that, that attitude's important and I think I, I personally look back now and don't think my attitude was quite right at the time I'm quite hard on myself anyway but at that time it was it was kind of looking for for other people to blame and and kind of it's not my fault so that that obviously that's the wrong attitude to, to kind of go in with and you're not going to improve and develop. Um, so, I, th- I mean, I have to say, I don't, there's been very few that come in. There's, there's probably a few that come to training and you, you, you know they might not get a chance to, uh, to play in a game, but, but the ones that, that kind of you all see have got that right attitude. And, and I mean, they know what, what Dulwich can do for them um, as long as they're willing to do their part of it as well. So... So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd always be there to help any of the players that are there, um, but it, but it, like I say, they kind of help themselves as much as anyone else. There's a couple more quick fire ones we have here. Favorite TV show? You've gone with Alan Partridge, which is a fine choice. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm not a big not big telly watcher anymore. I suppose you're uh, out of time. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the sounds of it, there's not not a lot of great stuff on either. I find, but um. Partridge would definitely be up there still. I've still got the DVD that will come out occasionally. Good. So I know we'll Hugo will be a fan there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite actor? You've got Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. I think Bradley Cooper's probably just like, okay. yeah, just, just over in a minute. Take Mainly because he was a teacher called Phil in The Hangover. <laughs> went from there. <laughs> now this next one actually sparked off a conversation between a couple of friends of mine, I think Hugo might have been involved as well. Favorite actress, Cameron Diaz, and I'm probably going to agree with you because of a certain scene in the mask and a red dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that would have been the reason. Yeah, yeah right. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite drink, gone for pretty solid choice, lager. Lager, yeah. I'm more of a, a pale ale man these days, so uh, yeah, I'd probably. Switch that to a pair. Sounds like she come and stand behind the goal. <laughs> uh, favorite food? Another strong choice. Indian. Indian. Yeah. Probably a steak. Steak. Yeah, a steak. How do you have it cooked? Rare. Rare. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> Holiday destination? Anywhere hot? Any more specific? Um, and is there anywhere you've been that you really enjoyed? I uh, went to uh, Mexico a few years ago. That was quite good. I'm actually I'm looking forward to going to Italy for the first time this summer. So oh, I'm right. looking forward to that. Where about? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> All I know is that uh, I'm going with my family and uh, they've booked it. So I'm just I'm going to Italy. So might do. I'm going to go for a week um, beforehand. Um, so I might go down the Amalfi Coast nice. to start with, and then, uh, and then, yeah, wherever this place is that my parents are at, I'll, uh, I'll visit them for a week. Well, that's yeah. very nice. Why goalkeeper? Like, was it when you were a kid? Did you think I want to dive around in mud and save balls as a um, hand instead of kick it, or was I, it? I don't know. I was quite late into football. Um, 
So it was the 1990 World Cup was when I kind of started wanting to play. The World Cup of Defence. Um, yeah. There was, there was, there was, there was, <laughs> there's a lot. It, yeah. <laughs> and that was it from there. <laughs> no, um, and then kind of from that, going to play in the park and things with my, my little brother and my dad. Yeah. Um, I think it just, from that, my brother, oddly enough, he was a striker, so um, he... he he would play out on pitch more than, than I would and I'd go in goal for him to shoot. And and uh, my dad strongly denies uh, this next statement, but I'm sure when I started, when I first wanted to sign for a team, he said that I, he would only sign me as a goalkeeper because uh, I was no good out on pitch. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my memory of it anyway. He says different, but I'm pretty sure that it was it was words along those lines. And uh, So I went in goal for the first game. I, went tra- I remember training on a Thursday night playing in goal on the Saturday for the first time. Um, and that season, I had a pretty good season in, in the under-9s, uh, Abingdon boys, and uh, and uh, got a Player of the Year award at the end of that year. Nice. And then got selected for district football at the start of the following year, and then signed by Oxford United that season as well. So, so it kind of all happens very quickly quick, in the yeah. year. But then, as I say, there was lots of... I'd have a year at Oxford and then was released and then called yeah. back for six months. So, so it's kind of moved around a lot yeah. um, with them for a bit. But, but yeah, so that's kind of that's where it started. And I think once, once I'd had that success early on goalkeeping, yeah. it would have been difficult to then think, well, I'll go and play on pitch for a few years. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did for a while when I when I left Dulwich for the first time. Um, I went and played in the Tunbridge and District League for Blackham and Ashurst. Oh, really? uh, I only played about six games, but I played in centre midfield. And, uh, you really? Got a couple of goals. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From corners as well. Should have told Gab that before. That. <laughs> the headers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> For supporters who don't know, when did you join Dulwich? What year? 2009, I think it was. Um, I mean, it was whatever Gavin and Junior's first year was. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, um, so it was the 2009 season. I joined in about October. I started that season at Carshalton. I played with Junior there the year before, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he phoned me up, and, and they were quite a young team then. Yeah. Um, and I think they were just looking for, for a bit more experience. And Junior knew I'd just left Dulwich, uh, Carshalton, and then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I went training a few times and. And, uh, yeah, it's a good way back in. What's the best Dulwich team you've played in, do you think? The league championship side, obviously, is always going to be a special one. I think to have to pick just one year. Or kind of yeah, you can, of them, I think you can't have a mix. I think it's got to be... One year. Yeah. It doesn't have to be because they were the best team. Yeah. Just... I mean, I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed last year a lot because um, I think it was... It was our first year back in, and as, as disappointing back in the Premier, and as disappointing as it was um, not to make the playoffs, I think it was just it was great to, to do it with the majority of that team that, that had got us up there. There was some kind of um, Chewy. I've, I've been playing with Chewy since kind of Sutton ten years ago now, so I think it's probably two or three seasons where we haven't played together. Yeah. Um, so I've always got on well with Chewy and, and Peter. Obviously, was a huge character of the club, um, and, and kind of play, that that little true trio of the three of us was 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 strong, always quite strong, yeah. um, both on and off the pitch. So, so I really enjoyed playing with that, playing with the other hand as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's just a 
pleasure to be on the pitch with him and, and the stuff he did. Um, and it's brilliant seeing how well he's actually doing now. Oh, we are, yeah, we're going to come on to that. We've yeah. <laughs> we've literally written on uh, the list of things we want to talk to you about. We've just written his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he the best player he, you've ever played with? I'd, I'd go with that. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, I say I'm just really pleased to see that he kind of obviously had a bit of time to to kind of get over an injury, um, and was looking like he was getting overlooked a little bit to start with there. But since he's kind of, he's really taken his chance, as he did, to be fair, when he came to us at the start of that season. Yeah. Kind of, you'd see he was good in training, and then when he'd come on in that cup game, I think it was at Godalming, and, and just you realised then straight away, kind of how talented he was. Was it instantly? Uh, as soon as he came yeah, yeah, that, and um, I think he he got a goal at Folkestone that looked like it was going to end up on Peckham Rye, and just. Dropped into the top corner. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he he was fantastic to watch and play with. And again, just just his attitude and, and kind of commitment to football was was yeah. was great. And I mean, if there's any any young player that was at the club, um, kind of cu- coming out of the league, um, I mean, if you couldn't use Erhan as an example of how to kind of do it properly, then, then yeah. you're not you're not going to use anybody. He was yeah, his attitude was fantastic. What was he like training with? Um, a nightmare, I like. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't play on the pitch. You don't have to deal with it too much. But yeah, shooting practices weren't always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, one well. or two, one or two. Um, Did he ever love you in training? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, it certainly worse, doesn't. No. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly <laughs> nothing memorable. But um, but yeah, no. He he was he, training was was good. But I mean, it was it's watching him in games. Um, and as I say, you just I'm watching him now. Uh, in the league, doing exactly the same things, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a another move at some point for him very soon. You think he's that good? I think so. Yeah, no, I think he's really good. Wow. Don't you wish your keeper was Phil Wilson? Don't you wish your keeper was Phil Wilson? Don't ya? Don't ya? And leading on from Erhan and his incredible technique, mm. Dulwich are obviously known in the in the league as being one of the most technical sides. Do mm. you see yourself as a technical goalkeeper? In terms of having to use my feet a lot more, yeah, uh, it's it certainly took me out of my comfort zone to start with. Um, Having not been asked to do that as much before, um, but but I mean it just it does feel like that's the natural way to, to do it now. Um, I'm more than happy. I think as well the players that uh, kind of from my second stint were a lot more confident in receiving the ball. Um, so so kind of playing out a lot more. I mean sometimes with Pete I didn't didn't want to give him the ball just because of fear of him wanting to not make a striker before doing anything, <laughs> anything first but um, but it's always good to know uh, that, that players are willing to do it um, so yeah so uh, you, you have to be otherwise otherwise I think I would, wouldn't have made it this long um, in the team so you can you can tell as well when when Terrell's got the ball or Ethan or either fullbacks they always know that you're an option and you mm. can see that it gives them a lot more confidence when they're on the ball and when they're receiving it. Yeah. And it's you can always hear you shouting, like, 
you're free, you want the ball, you can you can help them out. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I don't don't think they should be giving me the ball. There are times where, um, in the past, even last year, particularly, where I think um, they wanted the ball moved forward a little bit quicker. But I think it's where you have players that are comfortable on the ball. Um, yeah. It's sometimes a little bit easy to keep it. I mean, there are times we have to keep it because obviously, otherwise, some teams are going to sit there and you've got to try and draw them out and and try and find one of the, the midfield three um, mm. some space to, to receive the ball and turn and play um, I think we've probably been a bit more direct this year um, but I mean that's I think that's that was needed because um, it just puts a bit more pressure on the other team um, but certainly not lost that ethos of, of technical football yeah yeah we've had to be without mm. us team to be a bit more direct, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that there are players that are, are kind of fitting into that mould. Zav, more recently, has um, has kind of found a bit of form again. Um, I thought he, he was really good again last night um, and, and a couple of games before that. Um, Ashley as well, perhaps in a bit more of a deeper role um, and not not bringing the same qualities as Erhan, but different qualities um, that that certainly complement the team. Um, so I think we've. We've adapted, I think it's the right way to say. I mean, you can't you can't rely on finding a, a, a hand for every yeah. season. Uh, we were lucky for those two, but but I think you could argue as a team we're a much stronger unit this year than we have been in the previous two. You just you mentioned Jad Vidal, hmm. and I think a lot of the supporters and even those who aren't supporters of the club are aware of Jad Vidal, and I think a lot of people feel that he could be the next one who steps up a couple of divisions. We we spoke to Gav just before Christmas who revealed that he'd been he'd spent a bit of time with Birmingham and he previously spent some time with Bolton as well. Mm. Do you think it's gonna be long before he manages it? Um How I good think, is he? I mean he, he is very good. Um and he's certainly technically certainly good enough to, to make the step up. Um I think I think what, what Gavin and Junior are very good at is protecting the players and and not letting them move on too early I'm sure it will happen and I'm sure it will happen at the right time um, I think <coughs> I think we'll, I, mean, well, I don't know I've not heard anything but I think we'll get through January and have him till the end of the season yeah. but yeah I mean I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he moved on at the end of the season in one way it's great and in another way it's well I mean, you, the you next know, one will come to yeah, yeah. there'll be someone else to come <laughs> um we mentioned their coaching staff, Gav, Kevin, Caddy. Yeah. Um, how highly do you regard them? Very highly. Yeah, I mean, for me, I say I'd stop at the end of the first year. I'd stop playing and had no intention of, of coming back into it. I think my mid twenties. I wouldn't say I enjoyed playing football at the time. I was at yeah. university, so it was a it was a, an income more than anything else. Um, yeah. I didn't particularly enjoy my time at Carshalton um, through no fault of the club. I think it's just, just again, um, kind of travelling to and from Eastbourne and, and and kind of trying to start. I was on a lot of teaching practices and things like that, and it, it was just in the way almost. And um, and then that first year at Dulwich, I was also it was my first year of teaching. I was living in Tunbridge and finding the commute quite difficult. Um, so decided I needed to to knock it on the head and, and focus on. On work, and then I think the only reason I'm playing still now is is because that I've got that enjoyment and passion back for it, and and a yeah. lot of that is down to the fact that 
that the coaching staff constantly want you to develop and need you to develop. So, so even though I am thirty two and, and kind of not too long left, that I know that if I'm going to be here, I've still got to be looking at what can I do to develop my game and, and push myself on. Um, and and that's that's what's great about it is that there's that constant need for for the players to develop and, and move the, not just move themselves on but move the club on and move yeah. the club forward. Um, and that, and that again, that's certainly not forgotten with yeah. the management there, kind of, of of where the clubs come from. And and as much as I think they're responsible for where the club is now, I think they're very appreciative of of where it is as well, and and actually how lucky they are to be involved in it as of the players. While you were injured early in the season, Mo Shane covered for you. How would you rate him at the moment? And how good do you think he can be? He can be very good. I think I think he's got the physical attributes are there. Is he eighteen? Um, I think, so. I think he's 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, um, well, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Someone told me that, I didn't realise, but someone told me we'd played against him um, when he was playing for Merston, yeah. which which would have, I think, made him about 15 at the time. Um, yeah, a friend of ours mentioned he was probably 15 or 16 mm, and he was playing yeah. first team against the he's, he's. I think it's his temperament that, I mean, he could... He could be playing in the first team at Dulwich or the first team at Man United, and and it wouldn't really all playing in the park. I don't think he would really. He, he's not someone who would come across as obviously nervous. There are a few times he'd say to me before games that he was quite nervous, but he just he seems to just take it in his stride. Very relaxed about things, um, very laid back personality as well, yeah. which is I think for the most part is is a good thing. I think he has to be careful that he doesn't kind of, too, he's not too laid back. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he's got the, the physical attributes are there. Um, I think he's got a bit of work to do um, kind of on the technical side of things. But but again, what's good about him is he's willing to listen and learn and, and work hard. So, so yeah. There was a, a great moment earlier in the season. I can't remember if you were there or not, but a shame was starting. It was against Beckenham Town in the Cup at home when we lost on penalties and Dulwich scored I can't remember who scored the penalty but the ball was obviously a bit, was in the back of the net and then the Beckham Town player came up to take his penalty and the referee asked for the ball back and O'Shane had taken his position up in between the sticks and the referee asked him to return the ball towards the penalty spot and O'Shane just stood there straight faced just staring at him and didn't move. <laughs> didn't so see so that, the, ref, no. the referee had to walk over from the penalty spot, <laughs> sighed as he did it, grabbed the ball, went and put it on the penalty spot, and Shane just stood there and let him do it. It was, <laughs> it was a brilliant moment, considering how did young he save he is. It? Unfortunately, he went the opposite oh, direction and it went in the bottom that corner. That would have been good. If you'd have saved it, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to be letting off you. <laughs> no, no, no. Been stubborn. No, definitely not. <laughs> I do like that though. I might take it. It was really good. <laughs> Hopefully he'll remember it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. <laughs> so that was a rare moment where we got to see what the our keeper was up to behind mm-hmm. the goal because we're always at the opposite end to you. What's the uh, funniest experience you've had from opposition fans standing behind you? What's the, the funniest and what's the worst as well? What's the, oh. the least enjoyable? I can't say I hold on too much to... <laughs> to things that are said behind the goal I, I don't understand there's a lot of uh, weight related ones which I can't get my head around 
<laughs> and, and Boris Johnson comments, but I don't say Actually, that either. So. Well, you say that, but uh, before no, this, <laughs> you say that, but before this, you kindly gave me a number so we could organise it. And yeah. I've noticed on WhatsApp that. Yeah, your yeah. photo might have been. Actually... So started with Carl Sherman. Um, I can't remember. Hayden Bird or, or it could have even been Kaz that started the Boris Johnson. I started to grow That's my brilliant. hair a bit longer. Um, and I can't, can't argue it. You know, it's bad when you tell your mum that that's happened and she looks at you and nearly starts crying with laughter. <laughs> you can't argue it then. Um, yeah, no, even on my office desk at work, I've got a little badge that that some uh, year 10 students bought back from a, a trip where he was there from. So, <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that charity game he played a couple of years ago when he ended up the, uh, running head first? Tackle, yeah, yeah, I remember watching it when he did it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had shorter hair than I could get away with not being called for it. That's lucky. <laughs> we noticed last week for the first time when we were in the bar after the game that it turns out your fines master or whatever your term for it is. I used to, when I used yeah. to play my university team, it's fines master. Yeah. Or just, master of yeah. fines for players who've either um, had a bad training session or done something stupid in a game or forgotten their boots or something. Yeah. So you collect up. I do. It's me. Well, me, Ethan and uh, MK. All oh, right. Three of, yeah, three of us are in charge of fines. Right. Um, so, yeah. So. Was that something you volunteered for? No, no. Just so I was given it this year um, from Gav. First year. Started, yeah, he said the three of us were in charge of it. Yeah, it was, it's always been Pete the last two years. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I think as a kind of a, a senior member who's been around yeah. for a while, um, got it by default. But Who's the worst defender? Yeah. Ash. Ash is on instalments at the moment. Um, <laughs> although Fraser, Fraser's, Fraser's the worst for not paying at the moment. Fraser's got a, really? he's got a lot of money he owes, so, yeah. If uh, he wants an invite on the night out at the end of the season, he needs to, <laughs> needs to start chipping in a bit. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Who's squeaky clean? Well, myself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one's. Everyone's had, been in there a bit this year. Nyron's not in there too often. Um, he got one the other day, which he's still disputing uh, with Zav. Uh, for not stretching properly. Right. Um, it's a physio fine, that one. Physio fine. Um, so, yeah, they're still arguing that one out. O'Shane does all right, actually. He's avoided a couple. He had he had a big one early on. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a £20-pounder for wearing the wrong stuff to the game. Um, <laughs> against Hemden, I'd said to him, I said, if you have a clean sheet, I'll cover it. Aww. And he did. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. So, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that shows a lack of faith or just, just a nice guy. We're very nice guy. We actually interviewed Ethan for the last episode yeah. and he was saying, I was really enjoying playing at centre-back. Mm. He thinks he sort of found his position now. What's it like been for you watching his development and now having him play in front of you? In terms of development, it kind of it's just happened that he, he's this season he's really really upped his game and, and rightly getting the recognition for it and, and the interest um, from it. Until this season, I'd always preferred him personally in centre midfield, um, but you can see his, the attributes for a centre-half are there. I mean, obviously when I first came back, he was playing in the middle with Pete, um, and I thought he did exceptional at the end of that season. Um, I think they'd been about 17 or 18. He'd always done okay at centre-half, um, I think you could tell he, he didn't look confident always. 
um, when he played there before. Um, and then this season, it just it just seems a natural. I mean, again, for I'm a little bit biased having played with him for so long, but for me, any player that can keep Chewy out of a, a team is, is a good player. And, and Ethan rightfully was keeping him out of the team at the start of the season. Um, I think he's... His passing ability is, is fantastic. Um, I can't think of any forward this season that's got the better of him in the air. Uh, so he's he just just come on leaps and bounds. What I'd love to have from him is him to kind of maybe be a bit nastier, um, but but that will come with age, hopefully. Um, something that I think a lot of fans might be interested in here is, and you mentioned earlier that the fan base has grown hugely over the last mm. couple of years and even before that was starting to grow gradually as well yeah does it how much of a difference does it make i mean the the attendance is uh to a point now where it's it's completely different to most other teams in the league apart from mainstone and maybe mm. apart from a couple of other clubs you get i don't know three quarters of the attendance Dulwich get but does it make a big difference i think it does um at particular times in the game especially um, yeah. and and kind of in certain situations in games so for last night when you're chasing a game yeah. I mean you've got it's, it is an extra motivation and it's yeah. an extra push the whole time that not only have you got these people that, that are here to watch you and you, you don't want to let them down but it just drives you on to keep pushing and pushing and yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know if we'd have been playing now still whether we'd have found the target in the end last night but um, <laughs> it, it was just one of those games where we, we try and try but but again, you'd question how how easy it would be to to kind of motivate yourself to to keep pushing and pushing. Um, and uh, and uh, I mean, for me personally, I'd much rather play in front of a big crowd with an atmosphere than yeah than kind of in front of forty or fifty people. Um, yeah. it certainly as I say it motivates me to continue playing. Um, and and yeah, it it definitely makes a difference to everyone. And one of those fans, Michael Shaw. Um, went to the lengths of making a t-shirt yeah. after the uh, the Maidstone game. It was quite partridge-esque. <laughs> Your words, not ours. Um, can, you remember, can you remember what it said? Isn't it Keeper Libra Legend? I think, I think that was it. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, correct. it we, we share a birthday as well, yeah. oddly enough. So. <laughs> I can imagine that was probably quite a scary moment. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> He was all right. It's fine. I think had I, had I not met him before, it may have been scary. But <laughs> he he posted on an online message board a couple of weeks before that game and said that he needed a high quality image of your face for, for a t shirt he was making, and we thought he was kidding. And then he uh, he, he, he turns up with that. <laughs> Would you consider coaching after you? Stop playing. I don't know. I, I did. I coached a little bit. My last um, job, I I kind of took an, taken on a um, a sixth form um, football academy. We oh, started right. one up at my school. So so kind of one of my roles was coaching that team, um, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, I was. I mean, I was lucky to have some uh, good good players there. Not just ability wise, but actually their attitude as well, and, and a willingness to. They weren't necessarily <clears throat> kind of going to go on and do anything, but a willingness to, to kind of get 16 to 18-year-olds to, to be prepared to come in at 7 o'clock to do gym sessions and things like that. 
and stay after school for, for coaching um, three nights a week and play a game so that those players made it enjoyable for me so I, I don't know mate, I, I wouldn't rule it out I think more realistically it's probably going to be goalkeeper coaching I don't see I don't see management as a as something I'd, I'd go and do but but yeah certainly as someone's coaching staff I think that'd be quite good I don't know how long or how difficult I'd find it out of football when I stop so so yeah but but I think goalkeeper coaching is quite a nice one there's uh, not too much responsibility for that so <laughs> it won't get in the way of work too much and uh, means that I've got my hand in football still good do you think that not maybe not necessarily a fear but a worry about would you miss it too much did that influence your decision not to retire at the end of the season because there were did yeah. you actually say you were going to I'd, retire I'd, in my head I think I'd said one more season I think in my head I've been saying that for a while yeah. um, it wasn't it wasn't ever a long term plan to kind of come back when I did come back um, originally it was just to cover Ted's while he got over his injury yeah. <clears throat> but but really enjoyed that that back end of the season and coming back into to a team that was winning was was really good. What year was um, that just to confirm was, the season? It was a season we lost to Bognor in the playoff final. Um I think I came back at just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'd moved to Beckenham so I was a bit closer and, and was wanting to train a bit more so so kind of phoned up and asked if I could train. Yeah. Um then looked at signing, I think I'd said I'd sign for Holmesdale and then Cads phoned me the night I'd said I'd sign for Holmesdale and said Ted was injured, would I come and play a game? So I said, yeah. Came <laughs> <laughs> to Holmesdale and, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was that. I was back here, it was for one game and then the second one was away at Lowestoft in a League Cup game on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm do that. I'll <laughs> see out the season. And, uh, and yeah, so I don't, the plans aren't necessarily, I've, the plan is now not to plan and just see see how long we can go for. Um, I think physically is going to how our coach physically is going to have a big big say in it. Other people might have a say in it as well. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> they might tell me it's time to retire. So we'll see. I can't see that happening <laughs> On Saturday, it's Margate away in the league. Hopefully, it's going to go ahead. Although the weather looks quite bad. But so by the time this this recording goes out, we will have played. It's going to be a huge game. It's going to be a tough game. How do the players feel about the game, and how do you feel? You where can you go in the season? Where can you end up? Well, the game Saturday, I think we're confident. We're certainly not phased or, or worried about what Margate are. We know what they are. We know their strengths. But we we have a genuine belief we're the best footballing team in the league. You are. And, um, and and yeah, I don't I don't see why we shouldn't go down there and, and feel we can't take three points from them. I think it's a game that everyone's going to be up for. I don't think uh, last night's result is is going to kind of worry us too much um, going there at all. If anything, perhaps we might might almost be a refocus for us and, yeah. and kind of what a game to try and bounce back in. Yeah. What about after that game for the season? How do you feel? Where do you think you're going to end up? Because quite clear that there's. Even though we we lost last night to to Leeston, I think and a, quite a few other supporters seem to think that there's quite a gap between Maidstone, Margate, Dulwich, and then the rest of the teams in the league. 
I think that's how quite a few people feel that those three teams yeah. will finish one, two, and three. Mm. I yeah, I, I don't see us finishing lower than that. I think something something we've had to go very wrong for us not to. Uh, I mean, obviously you have to maintain consistency. I think in this league, any, anyone can literally beat anyone on their day. So it's about winning. Winning the league at this level is about being consistent is about making sure that you're focused on every game and the teams that, that are the most focused through the seasons are the, are the ones that will win. I think we do have an advantage with the fact that we are a little more unique in our style of football. Teams have to think about that. But also, on the other hand, sometimes teams, you, you, I've got the feeling that Leeston didn't really come to get at us last night and, and they got no. they got a couple of goals um, which, which were at our fault as well. Um, so so we've, we've given them the goals and, and otherwise they'd have sat back and, and kind of fortunate that we we just had an off night in front of goal so so yeah I mean I, I think I think we'll be there or thereabouts I think it'll be mentality over anything else would be the only thing that would stop us and, and at the moment I think it's it's mentally we're very strong mentally we know that we're, we're more than capable of this run we've had up, up until Tuesday yeah. Um, has, has brought a lot of confidence to the team and, and um, I believe we've got enough to to win it still and, and uh, that's what I think we should be playing for at the moment Seems like the new signings recently all slotted in really well and you mentioned this run that we've been on mm. who's impressed you? Fraser of late has really impressed me I think he's he's fit into the back four very well as is Michael Abnett coming in uh, those two guys have done very well Probably a bit biased there because because I interact with them the most. Jack Dixon, I think, is a is a good addition. I think I don't think we've we've seen the best of him yet, but I mean, he's a player. You can tell he's a player who's hungry and and kind of it will always give a hundred percent. So he's he's an excellent addition as well. Um, I think the three of them have, have I mean, by the fact that they they've kind of made their positions their own now says a lot about them. And um, and Luke, obviously, actually. Getting further up the pitch, I think he's he's made um, a, a good impression to start with. Uh, again, very good attitude, and um, I, mean, I mean, I remembered him from the, the game earlier in the season. Yeah. Where I thought he he took us apart a little bit. You should have got sent off for that, shouldn't you? <laughs> Did you bring him down? Was that this season? Was that the year before? Did I bring him down this season as well? Well, the, the, the away game. Yeah, he ran into me. That was quite early on in the game as well. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, they weren't on the sun in your eyes. I didn't think so. I didn't think I should have been. Well, nor did the referee, so no, that's for the most. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all we wanted to cover, isn't it, on that? We've just got a couple of quick fire rounds. Okay. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. It's huge. Do you want to take one of them and I'll take the other? Which one? Yeah, let's go for it. Signature dish. I do good homemade meatballs. Homemade meatballs. Where are they tonight? Why haven't you put uh, this down? It takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> your favourite item of clothing or your go-to outfit? Oh. Looking very smart tonight, is that? This would be my go-to outfit for, for work, yeah. I, mean, I had assembly this morning, so I like to right. smart assembly. Yeah, we're familiar with your tie rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that particular tie was a favourite. Um, <laughs> what, about you, what about your lovely, uh, your pink home jersey? Pink. Um, that that won't. Do you like wearing pink? Um, it wouldn't be my first choice no. of colour for football. I don't mind. Don't mind a bit of pink uh, uh, for work and, and kind yeah. of out. But tie. Yeah. 
pink tie, yeah. But uh, that that top, the fit's not fantastic. <laughs> How would your students describe you, Boris? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Do you have a best friend in football? Someone who you mentioned actually earlier, Chewy. Yeah, I've played with Chewy a long time, and, and kind of peaked more recently as well. Yeah. I think when I look back, there'll be fond memories playing with those two definitely. Favorite footballer. I'd probably still go back to to Schmeichel, you know, the role model growing up. Great choice. Uh, yeah, no, he, he'd be up there. This is quite a big one. Greatest life achievement? I'd put getting my degree up there. Um, what was your degree in? Uh, physical education. Physical education. And secondary teaching, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I did that a little bit later on. I probably wasn't university material at 18 years old. So. I don't think any of us were. But, yeah, I was a bit more focused in my early 20s to, to go out and do that. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably up there. Biggest fear? Biggest fear? I'm going to go fearless. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, who's the longest in the shower at Dulwich? Eve. How many ties do you own? <laughs> I own a lot of ties. I do have quite a few. Too many yeah. to count. Yeah, too many to count. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been. I've, I've just inherited some from uh, my granddad as well. Don't know. Wow. Don't know how many of them will get worn. If I'm honest, but uh, <laughs> it was a nice thought. <laughs> Becoming a collector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a, a weird collectible thing I have. But just <laughs> wear suits most days. So. I like to mix it up. Right, these are either or questions. So choose one of the two. Right, okay. Bath or shower? Bath. Tea or coffee? Tea. Christina or Brittany? Christina. Does Kevin James whinge more in training or matches? <laughs> it, it, does he, I don't only know him as a whinging, so it's a difficult one. I think it's consistent in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blur or Oasis? Oasis. The Guardian Football Weekly podcast or the Ford the Hamlet podcast? Uh, Ford the Hamlet, obviously. <laughs> Pink or blue? Um, blue. Sunday roast or Friday takeaway? Sunday roast. Lionel Messi or Nairon Clooney? No, I can get Nairon there. Tooting or Leatherhead? Ooh. That's a tough one. Really tough one. I've got a lot of friends at Tooting, but I understand the, uh, the hatred. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the people, the, the players at Tooting. Okay. better. Leatherhead are the latest rivals, aren't they? Yeah, I think the old school may be different, but, but I think there's probably a bit more of a dislike for Leatherhead these days. <laughs> cool. Is there anything else you wanted to tap this about? Anything else you wanted to say for any of the fans or listeners? or? I mean, for the fans, just thank you for the support so far and keep it up. Yeah. Remember to get involved with Forward the Hamlet online. The Twitter is at Forward Hamlet. The Facebook is Forward the Hamlet. And the website is forwardthehamlet.com. Forward the Hamlet is part of the Holdfast Network. Visit holdfastnetwork.com for more quality podcasts.